Come with me to the sea, and I'll drop you in the ocean. Hello, greetings. It is I, Adam Pecora, and you are tuned into another episode of Requiem for a Tuesday. What's going on? We got an exciting episode today. Some, uh... Some fun little things dropped that I wasn't expecting nor aware of. So we'll get into those. Um, Going to do the NFL preview next week. I realized it makes more sense to wait for final roster cuts. Maybe there's some additional moves that might be going on. And I can really sort out what I need to sort out. <laughs> Uh, I can get a list of futures going that I wish I could bet, but your boy's poor. So buy the merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday on any and all platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever, you name it, we're on it. So give us a shout, hook it up. Uh, you can check out the music, Multiplex, and Wolf X, available on all streaming platforms as well. Look at us, accessible and ready for you. Hot, wet, and ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Justice's stuff, everything's linked in the description below. Always is. Check any episode. It's there. Click the links. Do the things. And have a good time. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, we're doing NFL next week. I know how much of y'all are sports fanatics and are just dying to hear what I have to say about football. But it's going to have to wait one more week. Uh, A couple new things that came out that I'll probably be diving into. Number one, the Mike Tyson show on Hulu. I had no idea this was in the works. I had no idea that any of this had happened. I don't know if any of that was announced or if this was a surprise drop, but if people were ready for it, congratulations. Uh, First, I don't know if I got through the second episode. Your boy definitely fell asleep. I be boozing. Hit me up. But it was great. Captivating. Excellent. A pretty solid Mike Tyson impression by the guy. I don't know who the guy is. But solid. Uh, Production value seems high. Hard to say what direction this is going to go. Like, is this going to be pro-Mike Tyson? Is this going to be anti-Mike Tyson? Is this going to be a true depiction? We'll see. Um, They're definitely hammering home, like, the rough life, tough childhood thing. So that leads me to believe that this will be painted in a positive light. But there are plenty of negative lights when it comes to Mike Tyson. I got to kind of watch what I say here. Only because you never fucking know with Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? A clip of something gets sent to the wrong guy here and there. Mike Tyson. I'll be afraid of Mike Tyson until he's dead. Mike Tyson could be 90 years old. 
however old I would be at that time, I would be afraid of Mike Tyson. So, shout out Mike Tyson. <laughs> uh, I will say, it's hard to listen to Mike Tyson. He can't really seem to gather his thoughts ever. And there's a million factors at play as to why that probably is. But uh, he gets great guests on hotboxing, and it's like, well, why wouldn't he? You know, he's Mike Tyson. But I just can't do it. So I think <laughs> this show is a positive spin for those of you like me who are just like, come on, Mike. Because it's also like he just won't stop talking. And people try to help him out, and uh, nobody can ever guess what the end of his sentence is, so then it just gets longer and longer, and uh, not great is my point. So I'm going to watch this show, and I hope that it is good. It seems like it's going to be fun, but you never know. You never know. A lot of things can take a turn when you least expect it. Am I right? Another thing that dropped out of nowhere and was a pleasant surprise, our next topic here, our first real topic, let's say, I believe it's called Running with the Devil. Now, this is a nice little documentary about one John McAfee. Who is John McAfee? You guessed it, the software guy, the antivirus software that you would have on your computer, and then your computer would get a virus. And then your computer would be really slow because it was trying to run all this antivirus software, and then it would get extra slow because you would still, like I said, get a virus. Uh, you couldn't uninstall it most of the time. Now, anyway, a lot of this happened after he left the company, and I believe he pretty much disowned the company even before he went insane. Anyway, this documentary, I wasn't sure. Same thing. How's it going to go? I don't know. Now, I knew that this guy was wild doing crazy shit. Uh, they would talk about him on your mom's house all the time. So I was a little privy to the sitch, as kids would say. Now... It's a little more wild than I thought, but I mean, I thought it would be wild, but it's pretty wild, but also kind of fabricated to be wild. So let me break it down. Let's just do that. I do wish this doc started with your general montage. Like this could have used like a 15 minute lead up. Like, they casually go over what he was doing prior. It's brought up. It's discussed a little. I would have liked a little. Okay, here's the entire lowdown. Now, they do kind of get into why. Like, there's no information about this man's family. So, maybe there's just no info. So, they just couldn't tell it. That seems very reasonable. But I'm just saying for me. You know, even if it were not a possibility, let's just say I'm completely in the dark on this. That's what I would have liked. You know, just show me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more backstory. 
But, you know, overall, no complaints there. So this takes place. Well, it's interesting. So this documentary started as a Vice article when Vice was doing cool shit. Which arguably was never really that cool. It was always just kind of crazy and insane. Which this was. For sure. (laughs) Uh, But anyway. So. One Mr. John McAfee. Almost definitely murdered his neighbor in Belize. To which. Okay. I guess this does pose the interesting part. I feel like you can kill people in Belize. I don't know a ton about Belize. Maybe this is just the Breaking Bad, like, Belize reference that makes me think that. Like, that's the connection in my head. But I feel like you just be doing crimes. and Like, I feel like Belize is for crimes. You know what I mean? I Belize that. Okay. <laughs> had to do it. Anyway, so I, I, I am a little conflicted, but it seems like he definitely just shot his neighbor in the head for killing his dog who the neighbor killed the dog because the dogs were loud and because the man carried a parrot on his shoulder and the dog scared the parrot. So he's like, I'm going to kill your dog. And then he did kill his dog. And then so McAfee killed him. Point is a bunch of lunatics just <laughs> living amongst each other. And that's just never a good sign, okay? So, the documentary takes place, like, right after that, and they arrive as John McAfee is trying to flee the country of Belize and go into Guatemala, which must be close. Anyway, (laughs) not a big Central American geography guy here, sorry. But, it just keeps getting weirder. So basically he says that he has all of this intel on the Belizean government. Can you believe that? <laughs> anyway, uh, why and how he got this, he never really explains. He's pretty much just like, but I'm the McAfee guy, McAfee, Jesus. I just had a little aneurysm. He's like, I'm the McAfee guy. I can do anything. And everybody's like, oh, that's true. It's like, well, is it? He's like, yeah, I put keystroke. Can you put keystroke encryptions onto a thing? I don't deny that it's not a thing. But is it that easy to just be like, I'm going to track the keystrokes of every computer within a government? I don't think so. But also, how intense is the cybersecurity in Belize? Probably not that intense. But another thing, I I just don't know. I don't know the answers to any of these questions. And I think that John McAfee is banking that 99% of the population, 99.95 of the Earth's entire population, would have zero information as well. So long story short, the guy may or may not have intel on the country. They may or may not have set him up. Uh, They may or may not have been after him prior or involved with the murder. What I think probably happened was this guy, he was a drunk, he was doing coke and shit, and he bought a lot of guns, and he was noited. 
and I think he probably got mad and killed his neighbor and then came up with all this. Maybe he was coming up with this stuff the whole time. Again, I don't know. But I think that this, all of that stuff is a very convenient way to say, I didn't kill that guy. We got to get out of here. Everybody trust me. You know? But I digress. Murders unsolved. They get into Guatemala because he faked having like palsy or something, and that somehow worked. Uh, then the Vice guys post a pic online. They're like, we're with John McAfee right now, bitch. But they leave the metadata in the image, which is like, I think they just did that on purpose. I think they kind of set up. I mean, that feels like a very young Vice thing to do anyways, just to be like, fuck it, right? So I think the guys they sent down there, they're like, eh, they'll probably be fine, right? They didn't really commit any crimes. Or either way, whatever. And they're like, we'll just leak. You know what I mean? I feel like, because their excuse was just like, oh, it was an oversight, even though I told them to not post the pic as is and to screen cap and post it. You know, I don't know. It just seems fishy to me. That feels like a setup as well. Anyway, I'm kind of reading into this a lot. because, And I'll get to why, because there's interesting things that happen at the end. Uh, but then, basically, so John is pretending to be in love with some Belizean girl. Can you believe that? And she's like, oh, my uncle or something is like this great lawyer in Guatemala. But they have to get like to Guatemala City, which is like seven hours from the border where they're at or whatever. So then the pick drops and everybody's after them. But then they get they manage to get to the hotel and talk to the guy. And he's like, yeah, you guys are good. But then the international government shows up <laughs> and they're like, you're not good. And so they arrest him and. And then he fakes a heart attack and gets extradited. Which is amazing. Very impressive. And they were like filming him in the hospital. And the reason, I don't know, I just buy it. I think he definitely faked it. I don't think that you can not fake a heart attack. Because I also think that they didn't operate on him. From what they, I mean, they didn't say that. Either way. But I can't, I mean, I breeze, breeze through like a Wikipedia part of it. And it seemed like they just didn't treat him. And then they shipped him, and then he was just fine, I guess. But then the other people were just stranded there, and they didn't really explain anything as to what happened after that. I mean, what they did explain, like, the journalist guy was like, yeah, it kind of ruined my career, and they never posted the article. And it seemed like he was kind of mad at John McAfee, but it's like, sounds like you should be mad at the people you worked for for not doing that, you know? Anyway, the guy was bitter and wasn't involved again. <laughs> but the guy he was with was filming. And so uh, this is where I thought that... So initially, I thought this doc was going to be confined to just this time and space and whenever that this filming stopped, which is technically true. But the initial filming for the article stops right there. And then they kind of get into like a narrative thing and they just explain what happened in between. Basically, they shipped him to Miami and he just started roaming around banging hookers and doing drugs and the same shit again. Right? 
And again, he's saying that all these people are after him. All these people are after him. When realistically, all we know for sure is he's wanted for murder in Belize. Technically, nobody's been chasing them ever. I mean, people were chasing them in Guatemala, but that's because they were in the country illegally. And it's like a whole nother thing. I don't know. You know, it's almost like there are countries other than America that don't want people to come in illegally. Funny. Anyway. <laughs> so now it's basically okay I got a new wife already didn't even fucking call that other bitch my new wife's a hooker who tried to kill me and we're just gonna take a yacht around because now I'm wanted in America for tax evasion and all the meanwhile like in between this time in between this time from the Guatemala thing to the tax evasion thing this is like a six-year gap like four to six years he ran for a libertarian nomination for president twice didn't get it if you can't get the libertarian nomination you're clearly not doing anything right because Donnie T Got the Republican nomination on name alone, and you're John McAfee. You can't get Libertarian. Everybody, Nobody knows Libertarians. You're not going to win anyway. You can't even get that nom, bro. Like, that's pretty sad. So that that's my biggest skepticism of this man. You can't get the Libertarian vote? Come on now. I could get the Libertarian vote. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> What's your platform? Nothing. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he's gonna be president anyway so that's all going down and now he's like we gotta avoid taxes so then he's like let's go to the bahamas and then they're like why do you have 27 assault rifles you can't come to the bahamas or no, that's not even what it was. That's what happened in the Dominican Republic. They get to the Bahamas. He looks at a house. He's like, I'll buy it. And then he immediately gets on the boat and is like, we're leaving. And it's like, oh, you're just like doing this, huh? And then everybody's like, yeah, I don't think anyone was after us. I think uh, he's just doing this. So then they get to the D Dominican Republic. They get arrested. And he's just chilling in jail. And he's like, yeah, this is fine. And it wasn't bad. Technically, they weren't there very long, so what's the difference? They let him smoke cigs. Let's chill. You know? If they would just let the prisoners smoke cigs, it'd probably be a lot easier on everybody. Uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so then... After that... You like that stall there? <laughs> he just goes to Europe. No, that's what happened. Okay. He gets extradited. Not extradited. What's the word? I don't know. But he gets out of the Dominican Republic and they let him go to somewhere in Europe originally. But then he ends up in Spain. And then in Spain, he gets arrested and is about to be extradited to the U.S. and hangs himself allegedly while waiting for that. Now, this is where things get a little bit interesting because 
he was like, if I ever die in prison, they killed me. I would never kill myself. And he got a tattoo to commemorate that. And first things first, that's just a really easy way to be like, yeah, if I get to prison, I'll probably just kill myself. But I can just tell everybody that and then it'll be a lot more interesting. You know? So that seems very feasible. He was also just completely unhinged and crazy. Due to drugs and alcohol, he wasn't actually crazy. So that's interesting. But there was also a moment in the doc where he's drunk, 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 and he talks to the camera guy, and he's like, I'm fabricating all of this. Don't you understand? Because it makes for good TV. So basically... He did kind of do what Donnie T did, but just to get a bad boy, crazy persona reputation instead. So he ultimately got nothing out of it. He just wanted, like, notoriety, right? But he basically confesses that it's all just a plan he had to seem like a wild and crazy guy. It's kind of, it's like, it's almost like it's an elaborate ruse. But it's also definitely real. And he also, in the sense that like, he's got all these, like he's doing all this stuff. He's got all these guns. He's actually wanted for some crimes, you know? So it's kind of not that fun when you're killing people, but (laughs) that is a factor Which then is like, okay, so there could be some conspiracy here. And ultimately, all the the things that he claimed about the people that were interested in killing him or bringing him down in some way and secrets that he may allegedly have could technically be true. But one, where are those secrets now? You know, you would think that, like, if anything, you would try to set up a way to release all of that information versus... Just killing yourself. Now, again, if he was murdered, that wouldn't be the case. But still, you would think he'd have a plan in place to begin with. If this all were to be true. And then that girl he left behind in Belize is like, he called me from Texas and told me he was still alive. Now, that's just fun. And she does like a little wink at the camera. I think that they did that cinematically. You know, just to make it more interesting and to make the possibility open. I don't even think that she thinks that. But even if she does, that just makes it more fun anyway. You know, the guy's probably dead. Because also, if your whole thing is I don't want to go to the U.S. because I'll go to prison, you probably wouldn't go to Texas. You know, that guy would have went to like Singapore or something. Unless somehow faking your own death mandates you have to come to America. But regardless, it I thought it was going to drift away initially. The middle part's a little bit of a lull. Then it swings a whole other direction. And then the ending wraps up real neat with those two little nuggets. Uh, great doc. Thoroughly entertaining. My biggest criticism is that you don't learn anything. But... It's basically what they're documenting is, hey, we can't figure this out. This guy's just wild. What's going on? Isn't it just wild that you don't know what's going on? 
They even brought in a guy who was like going to write a book for him or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm fascinated. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. But if you're looking for like, what the fuck happened here? Uh, you won't know. But it's a hell of a ride. I will say that. All right. One last thing before I get out of here real quick. Finally popped on the cash, rented Louis C.K.'s new movie, 4th of July. It was interesting. Um, first of all, C.K. Was, a, was the best part of the movie. He played the therapist. Of course, his timing was fantastic. And he was just uh, outclassing Joe List in acting. When they were in the same scene together, I'll say that. Uh, the movie's a little disjointed, but it's also trying to tell a really specific story. So it moves kind of quick. Basically, the main character is a recovering alcoholic. And every summer, his family goes to this house in Maine, and they basically have a big 4th of July slash family reunion, effectively. Everybody hates this guy because he got sober. They all love drinking so much, and they all bury their feelings, as they do in Boston, which is where they're from. So pretty much he forces himself to go down there and confront his family because uh, it has affected his marriage. Everything. Well, it's affected his entire life. He has massive anxiety problems. Um, my biggest critique overall with the that initial part is just that it goes from, okay, I'm going to go up there and do it, and then he's just up there. Would have been nice. Do a little driving up scene. Maybe a couple stops along the way. Get some things going. Maybe some phone calls from the road. Build it a little more. It just kind of, okay, here's the concept. Here's the reason, and we're there. And it's like, okay. And then they play it out where it's going to be like, okay, he's going to keep trying to tell them, but something's going to keep getting in the way or they're going to be dicks and not really hear him out, which is what happens right at the beginning when he gets there. And he's never going to be able to get it off his chest. And then like right at the end, there's going to be this like explosive thing. And he's going to say this like profound speech. But that doesn't happen. And... The thing is, you want that cinematically, but that's just not what they were trying to do. They were trying to portray it as realistically as possible. But I will say that in doing that, it leaves the him getting it off his chest thing very underwhelming. Because basically, he just berates his family. And he's like, I feel great. And then you're waiting for the like follow-up big apology. Or like they're all going to sit down and really hash it out. And they never do. But again, the reason they never do is because these people never would and never will. And that's exactly what he's trying to overcome. And so the payoff of it all is, again, kind of underwhelming, like as a movie. But it's just how it would go. And then they do kind of shoehorn in like a side character. Like he's like, oh, I'm a new sponsor now. Because I've been sober for so long, it's now my turn to do it to somebody, like to sponsor somebody else. And 
they just kind of wedge that character in. It doesn't really even need to happen. Like, there's not enough backstory and character building involved to where there's room for that character. Like, they wanted to show what it's like to have a guy, like, to be sponsoring somebody, but they ultimately don't really do that. He just kind of blows the guy off, and then the guy just shows up, but then he just kind of leaves. And it's like, okay, well, you didn't really need to do that. But overall, it was good. It was, you know, it was fun. And at time, you know, it's very real. It's just trying to be very real. It's dramatic at times. The acting's okay. You know, there's a lot of praise from Louie about how great of an actor Joe List is. Listen, he acted in the movie. I don't know about great. I don't know about good. A lot of the time. Felt rushed. But I guess, again, that's part of the point of anxiety. But I just mean, like, the delivery was like, oh, I'm reading. Like, it felt like reading. Anyway, just wanted to fit that in at the end there. I would say go rent it. You know, check it out. I I will say a truly, fully self-financed, like actually independent movie. That's just an impressive feat on its own. Uh, There were some moments here or there where it's like, oh, this is a little amateurish in production. But overall, it looks incredibly like studio grade professional. Um, and some of it is like intentional. It's like Louis's little weird quirks. He always throws into shit. So I, I thought it was, you know, it was good. It was good. You should see it. And rent his previous two specials because they're both fucking amazing. Two most recent, I should say. Anyway, I definitely feel like there's a topic that I wanted to talk about in this episode that I completely forgot about, but it's not on my list. So there's really nothing I can do, but I just thought I would share that with you because there may be an additional topic added on to the NFL episode next week. Uh, But that should be a full hour of fucking fun. (laughs) I've also got my two fantasy drafts coming up soon, so those will probably fit the bill as well. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope to speak to you. Next week, better subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe. Get the merch. Follow me on Instagram, adam.rfat. Uh, everything's linked in the description below. I'm going to go. But remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.